Here we are at the holiday season. And I think as we live this teacher life, the holiday season can be surrounded by hard for both us personally and also for our students. The holidays can bring on a lot of stress and a lot of struggles. But in the big scheme of things, we've been talking about the difficulty of this school year all year long. And that's why in this episode, I wanted to take a different approach. I want us to look at this school year and talk about how tragedy and triumphant moments can exist. How teacher tired and totally stinking awesome can work together to build one great big awesome school year. I know that so many of us are just tired because of all of the negativity and things that we're seeing on social media and things that we are seeing in the teacher's lounge. But I want us to know that even when there is hard, even when there are difficult moments, even when there are crazy parents and curriculum changes, that we still can celebrate education even when those little moments pop up that bring us to tears, that also bring us to laughter and joy. So we're going to look at both ends of that in this episode, and I'm really excited to end this month on a good note and to approach this holiday season with a lot of joy and optimism. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to read a five-star review that was left on the Apple podcast. This teacher said, awesome, Every teacher needs this podcast. I'm a little late to the podcast game, but this teacher life is everything I need each week to get excited about Monday. Monica is so hilarious and so real. Thank you to the listener of the week, third grade teacher love. I'm so glad that you're a third grade teacher, and I'm so glad that you love this podcast. And I think that's what's awesome about the This Teacher Life podcast, regardless of whether you're a third grade teacher or teach 13-year-olds, whether you are a reading specialist or a math specialist or you teach high school, this place is a place for us to come together each week and, and share in those tragic moments. Share in those triumphant moments. Share in those tired moments and share in those totally awesome, cool things that get us excited to walk into our school each day. And that is what we're going to dive into in this episode. There is awesome in every single school day. big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life.
At the end of this episode, the number one thing that I want you to know and to feel is that you are not alone. Because while we are all on different teacher journeys, the four stories that are real and raw that I'm about to share with you have probably happened in some shape or form in your teacher life either this year or at some point in your educational career. And when these hard and crazy and sad moments happen, sometimes we feel like we are suffering or struggling alone. And I want you to know that you're absolutely not. That we can come together as educators from all across the country and we can set aside our differences and say like, hey, I want us to love on each other. I want us to virtually hug on each other and know that we can find those triumphant moments in each school day, even when trauma and tragedy and tired feel like they are surrounding us. So the first story that I want to share, and this is real, and this is this is a hard story to tell because it happened this year, and this should never, ever happen. No child, no student, no human being should ever have to experience this, but especially when they're 12. So this goes back to a few weeks ago when we had had a long weekend and we come back and it's a Monday and students had all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday to go out and just be kids and and play outside and do sleepovers and go teeping and all those things that kids deserve to do. Especially after having the past few years like we've had. And so kids were all amped up to talk about their extended weekends and kids were raising their hand and and talking about things that they had done with their grandparents and little trips that they had gone on and the fact that they got to play baseball at the park. And one student in my class raised his hand and I called on him and he said, well, this past weekend, my mom died. And even just saying that out loud, like, oh, like, you could have heard a pin drop in the classroom in that moment. And as a teacher, that was not on my radar. I did not know about that at that moment. I would later find out more details. But that was one of those things where as a teacher, you kind of ask yourself, like, what do you say after that? What's What do you do when every kid was talking about the great weekend that they had had and this student's life is just completely engulfed with tragedy? And it was true. This student's mom truly had passed away this weekend. And so in this moment, I asked a very simple but significant question of, do you want to talk about this? And the student kind of opened up about how, you know, preparations for funeral arrangements were being made and how there was an opportunity potentially that the student was going to now have to transfer schools and how his life had just completely changed in the matter of a few days. And the students in the class were making eye contact with him. And they were turning and they were just silent and they were listening. 
And I see one student raise their hand. And I was like, oh, man, just like let this kid have his moment. But something in my heart like knew, right? We've got like really good teacher instincts to just to call on the student to say like, do you have something that that you want to share with with your seventh grade friend? And so I called on him and I said, hey, do you do you have something that you feel like you need to say? And he turned to him. And it was one of those moments where as a teacher, we were like, please, please, what you're about to say, please, I'm trusting that this is going to be appropriate and supportive and kind and loving and all of those things. And the kid said, hey, um, I don't know a lot about funerals, but every funeral that I have ever gone to, my mom has come with me. And because this funeral is for your mom and she can't go with you, I'm going to ask my mom if I can be there so you have somebody to support you. Because funerals can be hard and I don't think you should do hard alone. And in that moment, I thought, oh my gosh, these kids get it. And like even in this moment, like I knew that I was going to tell this story, but I think there's something just in remembering this moment as a teacher that this is exactly what we hope for when tragedy hits. We hope that we as teachers or, or people in the room know what to say, know what to do to make the situation better. No kid deserves to lose their mom when they're children right like that is hard no matter what age but in this moment where I didn't know the exact right words to say kids in the room did and it was beautiful and it was this tragic tragic situation with this triumphant moment of let me help you through this difficulty and it was just, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, we talk about the heart of the year. We talk about as teachers how this is crazy and worst year in teaching and worst year ever of being a part of this profession. And it was just this snap out of it, Monica. Like, this is some perspective that, yes, our heart is hard right now. But there are people in this world, especially kids, who are experiencing hard on a whole nother level. And what what happened after that was this student did end up having to transfer schools. And on this student's very last day in our third hour family, we threw a little party for this student. And the kids pulled through. And kids were coming up and they're like, hey, I made a card for him. And hey, I asked my mom if we could go to GameStop and I actually got him um, a gift card so he could go to GameStop and get a new game so he had something to do at his new house and as he transfers new schools and everyone wanted to take pictures of this student on the last day and I just my heart was so full it was so full of sadness for the tragedy that this student had experienced But it was so full of love and joy because classroom families are this safe, beautiful, loving space for kids to just do life together. 
And obviously before leaving, I asked this student permission to, to, to tell this story because it is so personal. I know that when having a podcast and when having this kind of platform, like these aren't my stories to tell unless I seek permission from the student and from the family. And when I asked him, I said, hey, can, can I use this story as just this learning example to honor your mom and to honor our classroom family? The kid was like, absolutely, Miss Jenta, yes. I want other people to know how much the third hour family means to me. And like, you know, this was, this is over a month ago now. And every single time that we're writing a word on the whiteboard or on the Promethean board, and that word ends in an S, instead of writing an S, we use the letter Z because this student's name started with a Z. So, for example, they won a treats party. They got treats for a, a for a fall party. And when we wrote treats party on the board, we put T-R-E-A-T-Z. And they always say, for our boy. That's for our boy who's no longer in our third hour family. And I just think, yep. Because we are a family. We're just not using that term. And so I tell this story because I don't know what kind of family dynamics you currently have in your classroom. I'm not sure what that looks like for you. I'm not sure where you're at on the road to relationships with that kind of depth. But I want you to know they're possible. Even when we are having a hard year. Even when the holidays are coming up and relationships seem to be in turmoil because... Your crazy aunt said something nuts at Thanksgiving or you're nervous about how your kids are going to come together over the holidays or your students are talking about how they punched each other because somebody ate the last spoonful of green bean casserole. See, the term family can mean a lot of things, but as teachers, we have control over the dynamics of our classroom family. And when there's tragedy, and when there's trauma, how cool it, it is that we can be the safe place for kids to process that, to love on each other, to raise their hand and say, hey, I can come to your mom's funeral because nobody should have to do that alone. And as a teacher, as you are living this teacher life, I hope you understand that we don't have to do this teacher life alone either. That we get to listen to these podcasts each week with each other and celebrate the teacher tired as we find those triumphant moments that make a difference in every single school day. I've got three other short and sweet examples of teacher tired and tragedy and crazy turning into moments of celebration. And I want to share those with you as well. Because while loss and the tragedy of losing a loved one is a massive life moment, there are also those little life moments that feel really hard each and every day. And I think those are happening more frequently. And I want to kind of give each other a roadmap on how we process those. For example, 
this school year, maybe you have taken a sick day. Maybe because you were genuinely sick and you simply couldn't come to school. Maybe it was one of those things where you're like, I need to take a sick day to just take care of my mind or take care of my heart. You took a mental health day. I want you to know that I think those days are important. And I want you to hear it from me like when you are teacher tired and you truly know that you're not going to be able to walk into your classroom and crush it to the best of your ability, that we should take those days. That those days make us better teachers in the long run. And so I had one day this school year where I was legitimately sick. Like I had no voice. And it is one of those things where sometimes it's like, God, it is just easier to show up, right? It would just be easier to not have to find a sub and not have to do sub plans and not have to just miss an instructional day. But sometimes we need to do that, right? Because it's not healthy for us to walk into a school when we're coughing up a lung and we've maybe got strep throat. Like we just got to take a day. And so I left for literally one day. And I start my day in an elementary building. So I start my day teaching a sixth grade SEL class. I was gone like one day. It was like a Wednesday. But by Thursday, I was back. And I walked into the elementary building, right? And it was the greatest moment ever. It was like, God, I'm tired from being gone. And I'm a little nervous to see what the sub said. But the moment that I walked into the building, these sixth graders are like, oh! Michenta, you're back. Oh my gosh, Michenta, you're back. You're back. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's Michenta. And it's like, dear Lord Jesus, guys, I was only gone for one day, right? And they're like, oh, we're so glad you're back. We didn't know when you were coming back. And I know you've all had this moment. And some of you are like, yeah, my kids don't react like that. But they do. They might not, they might not have that energy and enthusiasm if they're upper middle or high school kids. But these sixth graders were just genuinely pumped that I was back in the building and I think that's a moment to celebrate right in the midst of this hard year I wanted to just embrace that and I wanted to be like you guys thank you yes I am back like oh are you feeling okay and I'm like yep I'm feeling much better thank you for asking and like I took a moment to marinate in that I took a moment to just soak that up yeah uh Thank you. I'm so pumped that you are pumped that I'm back in the building. And when kids are dropping off those random notes on your desk or are just smiling for a millisecond in your class or actually laughing at one of your jokes, that is a triumphant moment. And I want you to just just take a moment. All right. Just take a moment. Let let the teacher life go in slow motion for a second because you deserve that. Because those moments are worth celebrating. I have another student. It wasn't about me and a kid. It was about two students interacting. There was, there was a moment that I observed it. And neither kid knew that I saw it. And it was so stinking positive. So we have a student in one of my buildings that needs some assistance walking. This student has ankle braces that aid in making sure that their feet are in place and, and creating a proper gait um, in their walking. But every once in a while, stumbles across their feet and um, really does a good job of being super, super independent. Well, 
During meet and greet, this student tripped over their own feet and kind of hit the hit the deck pretty hard. And I knew that this student would not want to have a scene be made, right? This is not something where it's cool for the entire gym to look and be like, <gasps> and so this student did a really good job of, of trying to be low key. And I observed the trip. It was, it was on accident. Like there was no, there was no malice towards this student falling. But one of the boys in my class very casually went over to the student, put his hands out. The other student grabbed both hands and he helped her up. And it was this really like casual but comforting but like I got your back kind of moments. This student could have laughed. This student could have ignored it. This student could have thought in their head like, this is super uncool if I go over and help this kid. But he didn't do any of that. And he knew that this was an opportunity to simply do the right thing. This was one of those moments where I was like, oh man, she needs some help. But if my boys see me going over and doing this, like, mm, this might not be good for my image. But he didn't care. Very casually went over, helped the student up, and even gave the student, like, a pat on her back. As if, like, hey, you got this. Nobody saw this. Like, you're good. Like, just keep moving forward. Like, confidence. Crush it. Go do this. And so I pulled the student to the side casually later. I was like, hey, I just want you to know that I saw what happened in the gym. And he's like, I was just trying to help her. And I was like, dude, I know. I'm just, I want you to know I saw it. And that you did exactly what you should have done. You did like the right thing in that life moment. He's like, well, I knew that she was probably embarrassed. And I was like, I know, man, you nailed it. Thank you for doing the right thing. Thank you for taking what could have been like a really tragic moment for an ego and saying like, Let's turn this into a triumphant celebration of it's no big thing. We all trip. I think our students are doing those things every single day. But we get so overwhelmed with all of the things that we're observing where kids are doing wrong that we miss those little moments where the kids are doing things right. So maybe as I close out this example, maybe I throw out a challenge I don't want us to ever ignore those little problems that make a big difference in the big scheme of our classroom climate and culture. But I also don't want us to ignore those things unintentionally that make such a massive difference when it comes to the climate and culture of our school. So what can you do to recognize those? Because those things get replicated. When we recognize the good, they will replicate the good. And this brings me to my final little story. This actually involves a high school class. So I have a pretty vast grade level, uh, grade levels, I should say, that I work with on a daily basis. I work with grades 6 through 12th graders like every single day. And so it keeps me on my toes, but I absolutely love it. And in my high school elective, it's a class called self-management. It's equipping students with life, career, and college readiness skills. Um, and I love it. I love teaching this class. But 
they had issued kind of this monthly challenge. And I was like, game on, let's go. And it took them an entire month to achieve this. And they finally earned a pizza party. And I was willing to shell out the money for a pizza party because there are only at that time six kids in the class. It was a pretty small class. And I get that some of you are like, six kids? I know. I got one class period that has like 27. And I got another that had like six at that time. And so I said yes to a pizza party. Well, because we are continuing to live in a COVID era, they won this pizza party. We ordered the pizza. Side note, it ended up getting donated because they made such incredible phone skills that the Casey's General Store ended up donating this pizza to our class, which was super cool and a whole nother life lesson. But the day that we picked up the pizza for the party, two students were in attendance because of absences and COVID and, and all of these quarantines and just, you know, life, literally only a third of our class was there. And they had all worked so hard for it. And they're like, oh, man, the two kids that were there, like, like, I feel guilty, like, eating this pizza. This was supposed to be for our whole classroom family. And, like, what should we do? And I was like, you guys, I mean, it's hot. We should definitely eat this pizza. Like, we went outside and... We social distance and we chatted over this pepperoni and sausage pizza. But the entire time, the two kids present were like, man, I just, I like, what should we do? Like, are we going to have another pizza party for when everyone comes back? And at one point, the boy said, you know what? I, uh, I think we should put this in a Ziploc bag. And I think we should just like kind of like keep these Ziploc bags for when they come back. Well, this was happening right before another long weekend. And so I'm like, guys, I really don't know if Casey's General Store pizza is going to last well in Ziploc bags in the school fridge over the next four days. Like, do you even understand how a school refrigerator works? Like, you, we would have to put these things in like a safe we're gonna have to put this in a treasure box with a padlock in this refrigerator that says do not eat otherwise teachers are going to steal stuff do teachers steal stuff out of your teacher's lounge fridge is it kind of this like this belief of like it's fair game if it's in the teacher's lounge so i kind of explained to them the climate of how a teacher's lounge fridge works and how it was really sweet that they wanted to save it and put it in a ziploc bag but i thought again this is sad right this is so sad that kids aren't here to celebrate but this is also so stinking cool that they want to save pizza for the rest of their classroom family they could have easily said like sweet there's only two of us i get half the pizza you get half the pizza like let's dominate this pizza like let's just like go for it and each eat just a half of pizza which it's Casey's General Store greasy, like heavy pizza. And let's make ourselves sick before our next class. But they didn't. And again, that's a triumphant moment. That's a sad moment where I could later tell this story and compliment them and say like, you guys were awesome. I love how you were thinking about the rest of your class. You guys, these four stories... These four real-life moments clearly have varying degrees of tragedy. 
A student losing their parent is so sad. And my heart continues to go out to that family. But maybe that resonated with you because maybe you have a student who's lost a loved one this year, a parent, a grandparent, maybe their best friend, maybe a sibling. And it's hard and we ask ourselves, what do we do in that moment? Maybe the thing that we do in that moment is simply say, what can I do to support you? And the student says, tell my story. Some students, this has happened before, they literally came up to me and they said, you know what would make me feel better? And I said, what would make you feel better? And they're like, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I'm like, it's interesting, right? What our kids need. And then we've got those simple things like a pizza party, but half of our class doesn't show up for it. Or we have to be gone for a day and our kids celebrate our return. Or a kid literally falls down, but we cheer each other on as we stand back up. These moments matter in our classrooms. And even though there are varying degrees of hard this school year, I want us to know that we also get the opportunity to celebrate every single one of them, that we can literally take tragedy and tired and turn it into these triumphant moments every single day in our schools. And the big question is, are we currently doing that? If we are, mm, let's continue to do that as these holidays hit. If we're not doing that, maybe the greatest gift that we can give our students during this holiday season is to cheer them on, on those little moments that have the power to change everything. I want you to know from teacher to teacher, from friend to friend who is a part of this podcast, thank you for being here. And I want you to know that I'm cheering you on because I do know how much trauma and how much grief and how much hard the holiday seasons can bring. But I also want you to know that you're not alone and we've got each other's backs. And I want our students to know that we've got their backs as well. So I want you to thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure that you are clicking subscribe so that these episodes are dropping into your phone and into your platforms every single week. And until the next episode that hits every single Sunday night, just in time for you to listen every Monday morning on your commute to school, until the next episode drops, I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, want to let you know that I'm thankful that you are living this teacher life.